the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Not exactly sure how he does it, but he does it. The, the constantly in motion, always passionate, articulate Larry Elder. Larry, I voted for you. My whole family went on, uh, let's see, was it Friday? I think it was Friday. We went to a poll, polling station where we live. You were the eighth, <laughs> the eighth, you had to scroll down eight times to get to Larry Elder. Wow. I think, Dennis, it's different uh, uh, ballot ordering in different uh, districts. Oh, Some interesting. Sometimes I'm, I'm at the top, sometimes I'm in the middle, sometimes at the bottom. It depends on, on what district you live in. I'm gonna, I know how I can prove to you that I voted. As long as I know you, I didn't <laughs> know you had a middle initial. That's right. It stands for Alan. <laughs> yeah. Like, 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 your, like, your, like your producer. Uh, no, I think your parents knew that that would happen. Uh, there, there was, exactly, it, it, it was it was great. So you showed up at this uh, terrific event of, uh, of uh, run by uh, my station and your station, the local one. We were on many stations, but the local LA station, KRLA, huge sold out event in Orange County, and uh, I, I assume the audience went nuts when you came in. They, they did. It was quite a reception. I was very pleased. Well, for good reason. I mean, th- there is a, a tremendous amount of love for you, not just support uh, in, in the political sense, but love and admiration. It's it's a big deal. And uh, what's your latest thinking on, on, the, on the, the part that really counts, the recall of Newsom? Well, Dennis, they've been pouring a lot of money into it. Um, so far, at least $75 million. We suspect closer to... $100 million uh, before it's all said and done. And Barack Obama cut a commercial for him, and Bernie Sanders has cut a commercial for him, and Senator Warren's cut a commercial for him, and uh, Joe Biden is here today to um, campaign on his behalf. So they've thrown a lot of uh, lumber at me. But we still think it's uh, within the margin of error on the, on the recall side. Uh, and um, Republicans tend to vote later. Uh, they tend to vote in person. Uh, and so the polls that suggest that the uh, recall uh, is losing some some momentum, we are suspicious about it because they tend to oversample Democrats. Um, and um, again, none of these people that have come in to defend and support Gavin Newsom have uttered the following words. Gavin Newsom has done a good job for the people of California. They talk about it being a Republican takeover. And as you know, at first it was a takeover by white supremacists until I entered the race. And that talking point went away. But the L.A. Times, as you know, called me the black face of white supremacy. So they're allowing other people to make comments like that. Gene Guerrero repeated that uh, yesterday. I, I, what was it on MSNBC or C- on CNN? I, I mean, it, it's just, 
it's a real statement of the low moral and intellectual level of our media that the L.A. Times did not fire her and CNN has her on, that she would call you the black face of white supremacy, which she repeated again. There's yeah. there's no price paid for the most vile charges. You know, and Dennis, um, a few days ago, there was a front page article about me in the New York Times, and it never mentioned that I'm black, and never mentioned that I would be the black first black governor of California, which is fine with me. I've never made a big deal out of that. You know that, Dennis. I've never said that people should vote for me because I'm black or vote against me because I'm black. And frankly, after Barack Obama got elected president, it seems to me everything else is anticlimactic. But if you want to play that game, on the very same page of the New York Times, uh, on the other side of the page was a big article about, quote, the first female governor of New York, close quote. Right. Uh, a woman who only became governor because Cuomo resigned. So that was a big deal. She was the first because she had the D at the end of her name. I have an R at the end of my name, and I'm no longer black. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. What happened exactly at the L.A. Times editorial board with Guerrero? Well, um, we had a whole, I think about an hour, with all these members of the L.A. Times editorial board. She was not listed as one of the persons who would be there, otherwise who would have protested. Uh, and then at the end of the hour, she pops up and wants to ask a question. And I refused to let her ask a question because she was not scheduled to be a participant. If she had been scheduled to be a participant, I would have quarreled and would have had her eliminated right then and there. And so we, we meaning my communication director and I, did not allow her to ask, ask her a question. And she said, well, let me just ask the question anyway. You don't have to answer. And I said, no, you're not going to ask it at all. And so we shut her down. So the 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 editorial board, as it were, sprung her on, on you? Exactly. They said there would be about six people. They, they listed the names of the six people. Uh, she was not listed. And then all of a sudden she pops up near the end of the, uh, of the uh, interview with the L.A. Times editorial board. The whole thing is, on, is on, uh, um, on our website. You can watch the entire thing. And she tried to ask a question, not having informed us that she would be there at all. So she claims you, she claimed on CNN yesterday, you don't answer reporters' questions. Well, A, she's not a reporter, uh, and B, uh, answered all the questions up until the time she showed up. Again, this is all online. There were several people there from the L.A. Times editorial board, none of whom, by the way, happens to be conservative. Isn't that fascinating? You have a whole editorial board, all these members of the L.A. Times editorial board, not a single one is a conservative. Anyway, so uh, that translates into I won't answer questions. Well, I won't answer questions about from somebody who refers to me essentially as a black David Duke. I have a real problem with that, yes. It would be interesting to ask the the board members. I know they're they're there to ask you questions, but are are you comfortable with your newspaper saying that about me, I, Dennis? I, I did ask that. That was the first thing. If you watch the thing again, it's on uh, my website, electelder dot com. You can find it. The first several minutes were my asking them, "Are you okay with me being referred to as the black face of white supremacy?" And initially, they wouldn't answer. And I said, if somebody at Salem said something like that, and someone asked me how I felt about it, I would give an opinion for a couple of reasons. One, I would have an opinion. And secondly, I would be concerned about the brand of Salem. Aren't you concerned about the brand of the L.A. Times when you have an opinion person referring to me as the blackface of white supremacy? 
And uh, they kept saying, well, we don't really comment on what other people say. We don't really comment on what other people write. Uh, but I, but the first several minutes of it were, were, were me essentially cross-examining them over the assertion that I'm the black face of white supremacy. And they felt very uncomfortable about my series of questions. God, it's... It's astonishing. By the way, you're right about they don't say anything about Newsom. I saw the Barack Obama ad. I, I must say to you, uh, I think Barack Obama had just awakened from from his night's sleep. <laughs> did you see the ad? I did not. It is um, it is as passionless as I have ever seen Barack Obama. Well, and it has, and uh, you're right. It has nothing to do with Gavin Newsom. Right. Well, you know, Dennis, uh, I have very strong feelings about Barack Obama. I think he's done a great deal of damage in race relations. Right. Hold on he with me, great... Larry. I want I want everybody okay. to go to electelder.com. There's a, there's a link at DennisPrager.com, or go straight there and, and donate these last days. Hello, my friends. Dennis Prager here with one of the most important races in uh, recent American history, the California Recall of a governor who has only done damage because he's the governor who is Democrat. And all he's done is damage to the state of California. As businesses leave in the greatest numbers in California history, a net decrease in the population for the first time actually leading to a decrease in the congressional representation. The the schools are pathetic, and uh, there is a, a, a tremendous... Alternative, if uh, Newsom is recalled, Larry Elder is who I have in mind. Larry will be speaking and honoring a World War II veteran and his family at Monterey Park City Hall, for those of you in that area or any area of L.A., from 10 to 11 this morning, so shortly after uh, we end our uh, interview. So uh, you want to get a picture with uh, Larry Elder. You just want to help him. This is a great way. Go to the uh, Monterey Park City Hall. So uh, what is this uh, with the World War II veteran? Um, Well, uh, this is a congressional gold medal ceremony. Um, And uh, as you know, Dennis, my dad received a congressional gold medal. Uh, He received his posthumously. Uh, my dad was a, a Monfort Point Marine. They were the first black Marines, and Congress gave them a Congressional Gold Medal uh, after my dad had died. And so uh, former Congressman Dana Rohrbacher arranged for a ceremony at Camp Pendleton here in California, and my dad received his posthumously. My brother Kirk and I were there for the ceremony. In fact, you can see the whole ceremony on YouTube. Just, just Google hmm. uh, Staff Sergeant Randolph Elder, and you can watch the whole thing. What would your father, who who did in, indeed grow up in in a racist America, or certainly racist parts of America, what would he say about the charge that America is systemically racist? Uh, Well, he would um, be angry at us, meaning my brothers and me, if we use racism as an excuse because he knew what real racism is. And when we were young, uh, by young I'm talking about late 50s, my father said, Things are so different now, quote, the door is wide open. And that, of course, was well before the door was truly wide open. But compared to uh, what my father faced, uh, as far as he was concerned, opportunity was unlimited. So he would have very little patience with critical race theory, very little patience with, with reparations, very little patience with people complaining uh, about uh, about oppression. 
What do you see uh, as the the if we had a chart is the the belief that America is anti-black rising the same or lowering in black America? Well, it seems to me it's on the increase. Uh, and um, I blame, uh, in part, uh, people like Barack Obama. You know, when Barack Obama got elected, uh, I think he won with 52% of the vote, something like that. Before he set foot in the Oval Office, Dennis, his popularity had increased to almost 70%, meaning a whole bunch of people who didn't vote for him still pulled for him because they assumed he was going to bring about racial uh, reconciliation. Uh, and as you know, uh, he repeatedly, in my opinion, went the wrong way. And, and that's one of the things that I find interesting about him. You know, Dennis, he cut a commercial for uh, Gavin Newsom. One of the big things I'm running on is school choice. Uh, Barack Obama, when he was living in Indonesia uh, with his stepfather and mother, attended a private school that was run by the uh, executives of the oil company where his stepfather worked. His mom sends him to Hawaii. He goes to the finest prep school in Hawaii. He comes here to L.A. Uh, for the first two years of college at Occidental, uh, a selective uh, private school. He finishes up at Columbia, an Ivy League school. He goes to Harvard, Ivy League school. Michelle Robinson, his wife, uh, she did attend a public high school in Chicago, but not the one nearby because it was inferior. She got on a bus and went to one much further from her home. Uh, the girl, Sasha and Malia, attended a private school that was run by the University of Chicago for uh, teachers and instructors at that school when Obama was an instructor there. And then when they moved to Washington, D.C., uh, they went to Sidwell Friends, uh, the Quaker school that's tuition is currently $40,000 a year. So the girls never set foot in a public school. Obama never set foot in a public school. And for all intents and purposes, Michelle Robinson, his future wife, uh, attended a charter school. Yet the Democrats are opposed to school vouchers. Democrats are opposed to parents having the same kind of choices yep, they had. Yep. And it's fascinating to me. Yeah, fascinating is a, is a, is a neutral <laughs> word. It's obnoxious. It's a neutral word. Yes. Okay. All right, folks. Help Larry Elder. ElectElder.com. Larry, you're, uh, you're, you're a credit to the country and not to mention to yourself and your parents. Thank you again. God bless. Thank you, Dennis. Righto. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. This is Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com for Town Hall. Two weeks after the Biden administration abandoned thousands of Americans in Afghanistan, both citizens and legal permanent residents, President Biden and his team have tried mightily to change the subject. Two days after this disgraceful collapse, the White House tried to reset focus on its domestic policies, even while refusing to account for all those left behind. Now Joe Biden has resorted to an unconstitutional imposition of vaccine mandates on employers as a distraction from his appalling conduct on Afghanistan. Even while offering strangely accommodating language to the Taliban, Biden used his pulpit to bully Americans who still do not feel comfortable with vaccines. This exercise in phony leadership has succeeded in its diversion when it comes to the national media. News organizations have all but forgotten the Americans left behind while chasing the White House's latest shiny object in the mandate. 
The media have shamefully become willing partners in Biden's disgrace rather than an instrument of accountability, and Americans will not soon forget it. I'm Ed Morrissey. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program for leaders. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.